0: Welcome to Abundance, you guessed it, a podcast dedicated to all things
1: surrounding dance. I am Kristen. And I am Hannah, and we are two best friends who are brought together by this art form. Please join us in five, six, seven, eight. Hello, hello. Today we have our fourth interview, and we're very excited to bring a special guest, and Kristen will tell you all a little bit more about her.
0: Hi, everyone. Today, we have Deborah Marchese with us. She um, is someone special to me in my life. I met her years back. Um, I think I was a middle schooler at the time when we first met, and then I worked very closely with her throughout high school, and she's continued to be a good family friend of mine. So Deborah is the person I worked with with the Adaptive Dance Program that I think I've referred to a few episodes in the past. So yeah, would you like to give us a little bit more about yourself, give our audience a little introduction? Thank you. Uh, I can't believe you were such a little middle schooler back then. You were always
2: mature, and I contribute that uh, to ballet, of course, because of uh, your training and what is entailed in being a dancer. And uh, thank you for the uh, beautiful introduction. Um, sure. I am um Well, I am a dancer, I did study dance, not on the level that you did. I I wasn't uh, able to do that in a small town that I live with here in Connecticut. So it was my first love. I love dance of all types, uh, ballet uh, to just uh, anything. Anything that makes my body move and I feel good. I have the privilege of being uh, an older mom of um, an autistic son, I had twins and I developed uh, programs for children with special needs and I decided that little girls needed to be in tutus no matter what their disability was or just as simple as that. And uh, I needed a job so I broke out my leotards that I saved forever in my drawer And put them on and started with a couple children and it turned out not only did we get little girls we got little boys and now they're big boys so it just, it just seemed to work and um, my son, uh, he's 28 now. He's a a classic autistic person so he gave me the, the gift. Of being so difficult that I can probably handle just about any disability that I run across now. Uh, he's nonverbal, and um, I was lucky enough to move to a town they were open to it, and it just fell into place. That's all I can say. Uh, thanks to the town, the mothers, the kids, and everyone, and of course, the mentors and, and people like Kristen, they have the passion for dancing.
1: Yeah, thank Wonderful. you for sharing. Yeah, that, that's so interesting and uh, quite beautiful that you were able to make that come to life in your small town. I, Kristen talks so highly about it. And so it's it's so nice to hear you speak even more thoroughly about it. So thank yeah,
2: you. You have, have to be passionate about what you do. And I know that comes from dance. I mean, I wanted to dance. I wound up going to uh, uh, at high school, uh, I wound up after high school going to a children's hospital in Boston to be an x-ray technician. So I knew I probably couldn't uh, make a living as a dancer. I wasn't uh, trained uh, classically um, the way I should have in in the town where I grew up. So I decided I needed some type of career, which just added to what I do now because I had to use, I had to learn the human body. I've seen all kinds of things working in. Uh, large-scale hospitals uh, in Boston, and uh, with professionals in that field, uh, but I did uh, slip off my uh, x-ray career and joined a disco band in the 70s, uh, so I got my, I got some dancing in. I was a backup dancer, uh, so I got, I did use some of my classical training
0: <laughs> for that I do purpose. remember you telling <laughs> stories about that particular time I- in your career and I'm curious if you could sh- share with us how you initially got involved in the arts and in dance because I know that you do have that diverse background and you have really kind of dipped your toes into some different areas so what really was the catalyst for that
2: uh, and in past interviews I always uh, love dancing I'm just a I'm a little skinny thing everyone thinks just because you're a little skinny thing you are a, a a dancer in this case it's true, Uh, but I just loved dancing as soon as I heard music, I I mean as soon as I could just stare at the television which was black and white back in the day, I was I was hooked and my uncle who (laughs) uh, well he worked at a prison close by and he brought home stacks of records that were donated and they were big bands and there was burlesque and there was uh, classical and my cousin and I just put on an old slip and just crank up the music and just dance to the grass like my whole childhood. Uh, and anytime there was a dancer on television, my mother would say, "Rudolph, never dance on television," or "Look at this, the Rockets are on television." And just love movement. It's so uh, it's so cleansing and spiritual to me. And just oh my God, I could. It's as I said before, it's hard for me to go into a store that has music. I went into Trader Joe's recently and they had some old old school funk on. And I, had, I held on to that grocery cart so I wouldn't move because I, I would just let it rip seriously. And I noticed a man, a cashier, a young guy at the register doing the same thing. I go, you're having a hard time keeping still. He goes, yeah, I can't take it here when they play those songs. And it's just in your body, that's it. That's it. Even in x-ray school, I used to, you know, hold the cassettes or dance down the hospital hallways and I just can't keep still. That's it. Just pure movement just makes you feel good. That's it.
0: Yeah, I can, I can attest for that. I believe you're a very just natural innate mover. It's very accurate (laughs) to who you are. And and just music in general, you know, you hear it. Or, you know, inspiring, you know, when you
2: even see a porch railing, you want to put your leg on it and take a little stretch, don't you now?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure. It's hard. (laughs) Wonderful. So I believe that the adaptive dance program that we've both worked with is very unique and was also a little bit ahead of the time. I think more and more ballet companies and dance schools are now starting to formulate their own adaptive dance programs but I feel like this one kind of started before it became a bigger trend I suppose you could say so absolutely absolutely and it
2: had to do with um, uh, me needing a job because I did get divorce unfortunately but you uh, see uh, you just you just make something beautiful out of it so um, I just pitched the idea and it, it just fell into place and it's really um everyone, everyone, you could do this with anyone in the population. I mean, I would just love to repeat this with just different populations with uh, older women or men or just, just everyone needs to dance. Not so much technical ballet, because let's face it, you, you, you ladies and gentlemen are athletes. You're like the, even when, if I watch sports, I know that you are like even better than them. You are disciplined and you are pure athletes. The only difference is is that you set it to music. It's incredible. It's incredible. So yeah, we were ahead of our time. And I think my son gave me that opportunity and working in um, some professional atmosphere and knowing uh, different types of people uh, from working, you know, in the restaurant, then business and nightclubs clubs and performing, that I had a little bit of uh, uh, people skills and uh, hospital skills and dance skills, and then special needs skills. And um, just people want to, people want to dance no matter what their disability is. Even if they're in wheelchairs, we've had children in wheelchairs and it helps. Not only does it help the the, the child or the young adult, now they're all the adults. A lot of them are adults. It helps the families. And you know, Kristen, I mean, we have grown men in the audience crying their eyes out. I don't know why. I guess they feel bad for us. We don't feel bad for us. We're having a blast. But maybe they didn't know that they were capable or or maybe they just saw the joy in the grandparents being able to see their, their um their grandchildren dance, Uh, one mother uh, with a child that's, uh, she's older now, said it was the best thing she ever dreamed of, because her her daughter can't move a muscle, and um, she had a tutu on, and she looked beautiful, and we wheeled her across the stage, and the mother said, that was my dream come true, so how can you not do it? I mean, why why wouldn't you do it? And every single one of these uh, dancers, these special dancers are different. So when you go in to teach a class to, let's say your eight-year-olds or your nine-year-olds or even your your baby classes, your pre-ballet, even when you go into toe, you know that you are looking for the same thing, the same quality, the same skills before you can even progress on toe. That's not what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with nonverbal, uh, low muscle tone, uh, sensory issues. uh, Different labels of disabilities could be autistic, which is totally all over the spectrum, or uh, Down syndrome. When I started working with Down syndrome after having an autistic uh, child, I said, there's nothing wrong with someone with Down syndrome. capable, loving people. Now they don't have none of these, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the uh, dancers don't have the body, bodies that are, you know, the long legs and thin and gorgeous and whatever to be a ballerina, but you adapt it and they don't really care. Uh, and no one really cares uh, what they look like and they can express themselves. So why not do it? I think people were, they they do have programs like you said we're we're ahead of them i think they 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 came from a perspective like we'll do it for you know 10 to 12 year old autistic people but what they're really getting are all different types of people
0: right it's still a myriad yeah it's not
2: if one autistic person is one autistic person or one Down syndrome is one Down syndrome, or behavioral, or someone with seizures, or someone you gotta know all about this when you're teaching the class. And that's where the adaptive comes in. So I'll take someone that knows how to, believe it or not, do a cartwheel, and that's part of their routine. Or someone that can't do a cartwheel, the whole class doesn't have to do a cartwheel. And we do have mentors like yourself that were. They guide they guide when they need it and they wean off of them eventually and and uh, they always perform beautifully in front of up to 900 people they have never never ever uh, failed <laughs> that's the word we've never failed and the community helps too the community our miracle moms uh, help uh, people that come and dress them and they a lot of people, will well, all speak for autistic, they don't like scratchy things or they don't want things on, but when they're backstage and then they, they know they get to go out and do it again. We are taking those costumes off and we are putting them back on and we are pushing them back out and they nail it. And rehearsals and classes, they're stressful. There's crying sometimes and that's by the parents because no, we can't do that or. He, he, he needs a helper or, but I have to look at each individual as each individual and somehow bring them together as one. So it would be like, Kristen, because I know your whole family, it would be like getting all your aunts and your sister and her boyfriend or whatever and your father and say, okay, this family's going to put on the Nutcracker. <laughs> oh boy! I just made that up, but you don't want to buy tickets to that one. How we <laughs> but so and so is not going to fit in a tutu, or you know. So how are you going to adapt that? Or she can't do that. So how are we going to make that fit to the music? And uh, I know one uh, girl. She's probably bigger than me. I haven't seen her because of the uh, because of the virus wow, she's, a, she, I mean, she can like really boogie and dance, but there's one piece of music in the Nutcracker. This, she's autistic and not some autistic people, people that have autism love to spin. So part of the music, we, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. I just put her on stage like a doll and then I act like I'm winding her up and I just let her, she can spin for two minutes and people go, wow, she, teacher must be great. She taught her that. No, I did not teach her that. That is a skill that she knows how to do. And she loves doing it. And she does it every year. And she ends right on cue and takes her bow. And it's great. It's amazing to me. So I just fit her to the music. That's all I did.
0: Something I love about the Nutcracker specifically Um, Well, your Nutcracker, I mean, for the adaptive program is that even though we have the set choreography, so, you know, snow scene is always typically the same thing, same kind of thing, Russian, right? All the choreography has been pretty much the same for years now. But like you said, there's always moments for these different dancers to be featured throughout, whether it be Russian, they get to do their specific trick that suits them well. And I think you've always done a wonderful job of highlighting and teaching. Answer and what they do well and what they love to do, which I think is really You have to
2: find out what, what they can do and they won't let me change it.
0: They, they,
2: now they tell me what they want to dance to and I just come up and, uh, and we change it. We, <laughs> we add some funny things in there and, uh, if they, you know, they seldom sc- screw up. I mean, they just really don't. And if they do, uh, you know they do we don't we don't care it just it just works out perfect we had a lot of little comedy in there too we had um one of the ballerinas i think she um dressed up as a soldier and no she was a rat and then her partner that she dances sugar plum with oh no uh, who was it oh no it was the other one yeah she was a a soldier she went in there and she I had her sit on his back and pull his leg like they were fighting and he's acted like he was in pain. And it was just so funny. They went up in the front and we just added a little bit of humor to it to just, you know, to show the audience that they have a sense of humor. They know, they're, they know what they're, you know, they know what they're doing and they had a blast, you know, blast doing it, but not every person, you know, would be able to do that. So, and we, we, I teach the, um, I teach some of the steps, uh, like for Spanish or whatever. Uh, I teach it to uh, modern music. Uh, and I teach, and then I throw in the nutcracker, and then I switch it off to some, I don't know, all the single ladies or whatever, whatever they listen to, you know, because these, these, these people are pretty hip. They love music and they listen to the radio and they know what they like. Uh, so I will interchange the music, but I'll keep the same steps so uh, especially with spanish we i love doing it with spanish and and uh they oh, last time you were in class you just you did spanish with one of your old dance mates and that little girl i watched her eyes watching you dance it was it was uh, her mouth opened up she said oh my god i want to be her and i want to be you too kristen so just so you know I'm so jealous of ballerinas. <laughs> I'm just oh, so jealous. Stop that. You're wonderful. <laughs> as you. Each person is just individual. I could take a room full of you and you could, and this is what you should do, of maybe seniors in a living facility, you know, they can move and move, whatever, or moms of special needs kids, or soldiers that just come out of uh, you know, whatever, fighting in uh you know, overseas, uh, and do a nutcracker, you could do it with anyone, you could put it, and you do what they're good at, right, you do what they're good at, and it's, it just releases a lot of, uh, a lot of just, I don't know what it is, it just makes everyone feel good, you could do it with just anyone, I hope everyone just takes anyone and just puts them together and says do it, you know, nurses, I could see that, wouldn't that be so lethargic to just get these nurses after working in COVID and go, let's do a ballet class. We don't care if you can't point your toe or you can't whatever, we're gonna adapt it. We're gonna throw you in a costume. Oh my God, I'm too fat or whatever. No, you're gonna be gorgeous. And you're gonna go out there on stage because you are a hero and you're gonna do this. I just dreamt that up. So there you go
0: with it that could be your next project <laughs> <laughs> gather
2: some nurses when they get a break right I, I just it's just so healing that it's it's what you want to do it's what you want it's 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 the right thing to do i because dancing is just so released for me it is anyway i'd dance all day if i could or you could put a class together for special needs moms me and i could go if you want but um, you have to go easy on me. I can't, leave, I can't catch any air, you know. <laughs> I said, please, and your back, oh, jeez, you can bend. She I does know, have it. Oh my God, I can't, you No, know, with the leg. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little intimidated. <laughs> uh, but people, but the body is beautiful. So you find something beautiful that you can do uh, so you can shine. So that, that's, it's just very simple but you gotta be able to communicate with the parents. You gotta know each kid, uh, each dancer, not all of them are kids now, and know what's going on in their life. If they're on medication, what happened uh, this week, uh, if they have any other skills, Uh, and you have to be aware of that. You have to know if they're having a little seizure by not from not blinking, uh, this is just you take each individual uh, uh, person alone, but in a group, like at 20 at a time. If you're able to do that, 20 at a time, the mentors do help, but I don't give a lot of guidance, too much guidance to the mentors. I let them learn on their own, like what I had to do when, you know, right out of high school in X-ray school, they were they just threw me in the in on the floor is what you call it, in a hospital, he said, go ahead, take care, you know, this is life. So I was in the OR right after high school. I saw a baby being born my first week there. I was the only one in the room. I'm like, okay, that's kind of what it's like, Kristen, right? It's like, here you go. And I try to give you direction. And um, some of them are more what we call high-functioning, and some of them are verbal, and some of them aren't, so... You just take each person individual, and you can do it. You do need help, and you need parents that are are um, okay with everything and that you can communicate with. The parents stay in the room when I'm there because uh, I think a lot of my students need the parents there. Um, they absolutely need to be need there. Not all of them. Uh, sometimes they leave, run errands. I get their phone numbers in case something goes on with them. Uh, but there are different uh, levels of functioning for uh, for special needs uh, people, uh, children and adults, where um, you need the parent there. It could be simple as they have a meltdown because they broke a shoelace or whatever, anything, you know, bathroom issues, whatever. We've seen it all, so...
0: I think that approach kind of helps with the flow of class too, because as we know, at times it can get a little hectic, um, depending on the size of the class, there's just a lot of people. And when something does happen, a mentor could go assist with that, then it kind of takes away one less mentor from the class. And so it is kind of helpful at times, I think, to have that like parent intervention. So that way you and mentors can stay focused on everyone else who's still in class and is dancing and try to keep their attention right. and not let their attention go towards maybe someone who is having a meltdown or struggling a little bit and they can't come every week sometimes
2: you know so you're missing someone or a mentor can't come every week it's you know oh who where do we do this to you? where do we do so the mentors I put a lot of um I mean I, I can't even remember their names we move so fast and um uh, yeah, so and then some people that are actual dancers, I just say take the mentors and teach them a dance for the opening number and these. So it's not only about the students. It's about the mentors, because I've been doing this for a while and some of our mentors are special ed teachers now they're going into special ed law. We've had a, a mentor, uh Sandra, that is now working. Uh, in a Pennsylvania hospital as a dance therapist. She went for dance therapy and I, I treated her like, okay, go do it. You know, go figure it out. Uh, I couldn't really give her that much help. And she figured, I just, we just discussed that. I told her before I wasn't being mean. It was for your own good, you know, like go and go and see if you can, you know, solve this problem, uh, you know, with, with non dancers. So we're talking high schoolers that have gone on to, be in the special ed community. And you know what that does to me? It helps me know that there are more people out there now to help when I'm gone for my son. Totally selfish, totally selfish. So that's the worst nightmare of a special ed mom. So when they're sitting there, don't make me cry. They're thinking, I love what I'm seeing, my child or my adult, whoever, would never have this opportunity socially or ever to be with other kids, dance, being able to express themselves, being with their friends. All of them love music, seriously. Uh, And the mothers, that's another topic. They're bonding with each other. That's really important. And you know when you're teaching a dance class and the mothers are in the room. Some schools kick them out because they're they there, blah 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 blah. You know they're blabbing here too in this class too, and I have to most of the time tell them to be quiet, which they hate because you know I mean, and uh, because I can't talk over everybody. But they're they're bonding and they're curing what they need. They're exchanging tips uh, about teachers and schools and talking about their day and what, what happened with their child. And they're forming a bonding as well by being there in the classroom. So, and then you make uh, friends with the mentors and then the other people in the community. So now, oh yeah, I know so-and-so and and I know so-and-so. And And I try to get um, someone from the community to be in the Nutcracker as well like our state representative he's been in it two or three times he was kind enough to say yeah I'll be in it and I get him out there and uh he kills the rats and uh he's connected with our community too so um I just tried to really add that piece and as far as the the media goes you know they give me a lot of kudos but it's it's really just everyone. So, I mean, it's really everyone. It's really hard, but it's really everyone. So So that's, that's it. And and we haven't been able to do it last year, and we're not not going to do it this year. And I, we, I just don't have the heart to have anything happen, you know, with okay. them medically and um, just be it's careful. And, but they miss it. They really miss it. Most programs with special needs, everything's pretty structured and whatever and we try to do that and they do do it they know exactly what to do uh but then sometimes we just let it rip and they love it or i'll add something to it or i'll you know add something different to it or yeah it's it's pretty cool they they feel they feel really good about it they do a good job I, We just very proud of everybody, the whole town, seriously. You know, they really, they really pitched in. And that's what you want. You want, you just don't want to do it for the for the kids. You want to do it for the parents, the grandparents, the town. Uh the special ed teachers come and see it. Our probate judge came to see it. She snuck in. She goes, I saw it, Deb. I'm not allowed to buy a ticket, but I snuck in and she works in the same building. And I was so proud. I'm like, really? You went? She goes, yeah, it was wonderful. And the best part is just seeing these big, strong guys crying. I'm like, wow. Like, when would they ever be able to encounter a special needs person? Uh, now they know. You know, now they, now they know um, how lucky they are with their kids and how they can give back. So th- that's the main reason. And that just organ, all this just organically happened. So that that's it. And we had a couple
0: of great singers. Yes.
1: Uh, yes right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you're going to yeah, go out there. Right? Out ways to include all of the arts. We would even do some of the backdrops, remember? They painted the scenery. Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: Right, remember? And um, they performed mm-hmm. out. Uh, out in public a few times and, and, you know, with your church. And then uh, with a, they've got, we've gotten
0: awards.
2: Uh, I'm like- And let me tell
0: you, the people from my church are always asking every year, like, (laughs) when are they coming back? We want to see them again. And And I I feel feel bad for Santa because no one can
2: say, no, I'm not, I'm not shy. I'm like, Santa, I got a gig for you. And uh, the kids are going to go crazy. But you know, Santa and my son were hanging backstage. You know, they were looked like they were ready to like smoke cigars. Waiting for themselves, they're like pros now. Like, are we on yet? I just make a joke about what, what's going on back here with Santa and I. And Santa, Santa has to dance too. I taught him the mashed potato, and he's out there. And I really think he's Santa. I know he's not, but I'm like Santa. You're, you're taking one for the team. So we we get him out there, and uh, even uh, your friend. Um, plays the cello and uh I've had we've had spring shows before where we what I do is I take the uh popular music or we'll use a theme the Beatles or I don't know the 70s or whatever and I'll actually teach them ballet steps so when it comes time for Nutcracker we throw that in there and that's how we started the partnering so boys and girls do dance together now uh And they, they partner and they, they love their partners. They're like attached to their partners and they, they do really well. So we have kids six years old, maybe even younger. Wow. Even on a younger one, I just let her in up to 33 other programs. Will you have to go by age or skill? It's like, no, come on in, you know, come on in.
0: Uh, And And I think that they appreciate that, too. I think that they like kind of intermingling. And I think you probably have seen this as well, but a few of those older students that have been around for quite a few years with the program, I think they like to be like a role model. Oh, that's right. I make them be mentors. Yes. And that makes them feel (laughs) special and needed. That's right. And you know who I'm talking about. about. Yep. I'm like, you're going
2: to be with that's right. I, I partner them. I partner them. And, um, that's right. I'm like, you're going to help. You're going to front the class today. And I had a hard time rounding them up to get to the bar. We do just simple bar exercises because they're running around and the parents are in. But when I start that song, you know, the song, uh, the plie, start the plie, you know, in first position, uh, they hear the music. I don't go, all right, get at the bar, come on, we're gonna go. They hear that music, boom, they're right at the bar and they start. That's it. It wasn't, I, I knew they I knew that we do, they would do that. I knew I knew they would do that, and, and they did it. They absolutely did it. But it is hard because every year we have to pick a new um, Clara. And you know, the parents, just like typical kids they're rooting for their kid. Uh, you know, wouldn't she be a good Clara this year? But, you know, I'm tactful and, and usually they're right about, we're right about which one, one to pick and we make a big deal about it. And, and, uh, and, and they're really proud of themselves. I, I've seen some beautiful uh, Claras and this one picture of, oh, wow. We did an interview with the mayor and we were on stage and the father who used to be a New York City policeman. The girl was in her costume. The stage was just lit with a spotlight. And now I'm gonna cry again. He was so proud of her after the interview. he She was just standing in front of an empty audience in her costume and he took a picture of her. It was It just said a million things, million things. And we let ed- anyone join, even can't give you names but they just jump around and they shake and they just dance the music and we make it work we just make it work so I love it I miss it now I want to do it I had to cancel it again this year so uh you need to be safe you just need to be safe so I would start out if you're interested in doing it uh, I don't know come in come and visit me or you know you'll you'll get it kristen you you did it in middle school and you didn't have a problem right no no <laughs> i mean i still can't remember all the mentors names i give them nicknames because i it's too many syllables by the time you say kristen they've already been running <laughs> out the door <laughs> so i'm just like hey you hey. put it together and we change it a lot and, and we just make it work. It's really hard. It, it is hard, but it works.
1: Yeah, it, just, just something, um, I just wanted to say that you're bringing up all these different points and I've had all these different, you know, thoughts about all of this. But I just wanted to say that I think dance really is a universal language and it's for oh, everyone. Yep. Yeah. And even if you did have different groups like nurses or, you know, people you were just mentioning yeah. just involved with dance, I think they would realize how how great it could feel for their body and how um like it's such a release as you were saying it's um and it, it's for everyone it's not and you don't have to be your stereotypical ballet dancer to enjoy movement that's um, right that's so right. so i just think what you're doing is really wonderful and i hope that more places across the country across the world will implement some of these programs um, I, think,
2: I think everyone needs it
1: yeah, I, I agree. And what if
2: you took uh, people that don't even or have nothing in common? You could probably just do it for all different types of, you know, all yeah, people I, I just, that have clashes or that need friendship. You bond by dancing because you're exposing yourself. You guys, you are exposing yourself big time. Not only do you have to be like perfect, you have to be strong, you have to be on on the note, you have to be perfect and you're under a lot of pressure, especially in a ballet company where you're all doing the same thing. Well, we don't do that, but that's a lot, a lot of pressure. I mean, that's one of the most exciting careers ever. So jealous, really.
1: Um, yeah. But Steph, look at your career. Look at how gratifying it must be and how much good you're providing to that community.
2: Well, I hope so. You know, I had to come up with something to make a living. I mean, before, when I first got divorced, I I lived in a different community, and I I taught uh, I taught you know gymnastics. I don't know anything about gymnastics. And there's here's the the takeaway point. Uh, I taught uh, a bunch of other things that I knew nothing about, and um, but you're you're dealing on a different level. You're just dealing with the basics and what you're really giving is the what the person needs. Even if they're in a wheelchair and you're, they're not moving a muscle, you are adding the movement with them and you're adding whatever it needs to be, lights, costumes, whatever, to make them feel special, which makes you feel special and makes people want to do the right thing and to understand that they do exist. I mean, I would, you know, prisoners. I don't know. Anyone, just anyone. I really want you guys to start a, a company so I can dance. <laughs> I need, I need a place to dance. Uh, yeah, just go out and, and just dance. That's it. Just move. And, uh, I think people think that you just have to be really good, but also, um, especially women with the different shapes, bodies that they have, they move different. I, I, I know You watch I watch people the way they walk like walking down the beach or down the street or how they move their bodies Um, and that's you know that's where kind of movement therapy comes in and. uh, And how they they're just not the same as a dancer they're they're walking all wrong or they can't do the moves that you can, but if you ask uh, a, a middle aged woman that has a little poundage on her to dance and she can move it's beautiful right she's dancing and you you can make her look good because she's doing it that's the way I feel I love
0: dancing everyone has the ability to dance and to look beautiful doing so it's just unfortunately in the more codified uh dance world that's where we see the stereotypes with body image body types and all of that but right the hope and the desire is that that we continue to just keep moving away from that, and like that's you right. said, from the perspective of just we're all human, we're all bodies, and we that's right. have the ability to move, and that, that's a gift in and of itself. And we can look beautiful that's doing right. so. And music, oh,
2: my son, he sits in front of the te- television, and listens to music, and if I get him up and dance, he can he can move. He, you know, he he knows what the rhythm is, uh, and he loves it. It's so healing. So I guess that's really my point. It really doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be special needs. It could be the fire department. I would love to get them in. I wonder how I could do that. Beg them. Unless there's a fire, then I'm in big trouble. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They would love it. They would just love it.
1: Movement unites people. And more we Absolutely.
2: And, and music and then even art. I mean, the kids love making uh, make, making the art when we used to do our spring shows. And the ones that could sing, we got them up, whatever you can do, we get them up there because it's really beneficial for It's a win-win-win. And it's not that difficult. And we were a little ahead of our time. And I know that a lot of different ballet companies have, um, like the Boston Ballet uh, Company, they have uh, classes. Um, I don't know if, a lot of our kids could be in their classes. I don't know, Kristen. I've never actually seen them like, online. I have talked to them. I they're very too little tight, you know, on how they do things.
0: I, I would agree with that statement. I mean, I don't I haven't personally experienced like working at all with Boston Ballet's adaptive dance program or anything, but yeah, I did yeah. do their online teacher. Training workshops uh, last summer. I really did appreciate and enjoy the workshop series. I think for especially someone who doesn't have any experience or knowledge of adaptive dance or yeah. working with people with disabilities, it was a very informative session, and there was a right. lot of good ideas that were being generated. But um, I would agree that a lot of the programs out there that exist right now are a little bit too regimented exactly. um, for this population and. It's it's sad in a way that you know right. the programs are being created for you know to suit certain populations but yet then it doesn't actually right. suit the full population. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's 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 like a give and take. Like it's great to see more programs being created and people are trying to to do these kinds of things, but I think it's a kind of a learning curve of finding that that sweet spot.
2: Yeah. And then when you go into a class and you see an eclectic age, of, of course, they talk to me first. And I I try to push' because some some children can't do anything. They're just screaming and whatever. And I have to say that this person, this little girl that I'm thinking about, she was like hit, hitting her head and all over the place. She nailed it on stage and her family that never talked to me were hugging me. And crying, and said thank you. I'm like, I don't know what I did. We worked with her. She had two helpers on her. She could barely move, but she was out there. You know, we held on to her, and she was smiling, and she did the little turns, and she went through the tunnel, and uh, she did it. And the family, I was, I was a hero. I'm like, well, there you go. That that that's what it's about. That, that's exactly what it's about. No, she, I don't think that she would do a, a strict program. Like, no way, there's no way that she could, or some of our other ones that are never gonna be able to walk right or, but they're in class with the, with the other disabilities. And, and I could just think of a, a thousand, thousand times when, when something like that has happened, where you just fit them where they go. So if I was to join your ballet company you would not be putting me like in the front line or anywhere <laughs> that I would actually have to do something. Maybe just stand there, whatever. If you've got my fingers in the right position, if I can even, if even if you can get your arm up, that's good for us. Uh, yeah. But you, if I had to be in the show because I was donating a million dollars, you would find something for me to do in the show. Right. And that's, and that's what it's like, even if you're in a wheelchair, you tie the wings to the chair, you know, you just, you just do it and, and it's just the right thing to do.
1: Yeah. It sounds like such an immersive experience. Like even though you can't necessarily do certain things because of your disability, you're still finding ways for them to, to, to do be it a part of the show. Yeah. And to do it. Um,
2: right.
1: it's so important. So, um, But anyway, thank you so much. Let's take a short break here and then we'll be right back. All right. Thank you. Here's a word from our sponsor. All right. So we're back. And I just had a question for Deb in regards to where this program takes place. Is it at a school? Is it at a dance studio? And where do you have this big Nutcracker performance? Do you go to the same place every year, or how does that all work?
2: Um, well, I could tell you right now that each uh, town, uh, if you're thinking of doing this, will be different. So how you get it done is the passion. Uh, as you can see from what I'm telling you, you probably won't want to go out and do it now because this is what you want. you got to make sure that um, we don't have the greatest practice space. Uh, We don't have mirrors, which is okay, uh, because they would look at themselves. I'm thinking, not everybody. Would it help? I think it would be more of a distraction. And my feeling is, it's a a benefit because uh, most of the time they need to feel their body in space. there's a lot of um, OT and PT that many of these uh, dancers have to go through uh, sensory issues. So I think that m- the mirror to to me is not a is not really a problem as long as the room is big enough. Uh, we have an air conditioner. It's safe. They actually made the building handicapped accessible. Now it's the only space they had, so we work. I work with my local recreation department. So that's good for me because it's not the Debbie Marchese School of Dance. And that means that they have access to what I need. So for instance, they have a space. Uh, They can advertise. I can use their website for registration you know, I pull a, 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 a salary off of that and then they make some money off of that. It's not enough, this particular uh, recreation department is not a non-for-profit so it's not a 501C. So they cannot uh, get, um, you know, that type of funding but when they can get is donations. So different organizations or um, individuals have donated uh, to us so we can offer scholarships. And now the rec offers scholarships. So I really let the town take that part. And then I, we used to have uh, shows in our gymnasium. And we, we, made, we packed the gymnasium. I mean, our last spring show in the gymnasium. Uh, we used to do uh, yeah, shows, uh, th- theater shows and all that. Um, I'm like, well, how do these people even know about that? Uh, well, I've hired um, for free, pro bono, uh, live bands. To come in and the kids dance to live bands because they don't have that opportunity because you want to hear the bass you want to hear the drums you want to hear the bottom of the music that's why I, I use an old funky uh you know i don't use um, a little uh what do they call them little cassette player i need some bottom i want them to feel the vibration of the music uh so that's one way to go around it i mean you could uh, rent a space you could do it that way but I felt for my mission and because I have to uh, take a lot of time to care for my son. So, uh, so that's how I did it. It just happened to, I had to pitch it. I had to tell them my idea. uh, uh, And I did um, help them put some other programs together. So the two programs that I put together were, I was the basketball coach and I was the baseball coach in this town for special needs and they totally worked. Uh, so I said, how about dance? because they did a survey. So that's how we do it and I make it I make it a, a town program. So uh, when we did get a fine arts award from New Haven, it was it was for the town? It wasn't for me, which is totally fine because now the town owns it. you know they own it's a feel good thing for the, for the town and and, the, and they do feel good. our, our mentor moms, uh help out their moms of past mentors, they come in and they uh, make the costumes. So now I have another leg and I just let them do it. And they, they love doing it. So that's another whole wing of this. I have people that were never connected with special needs, making costumes and working with the kids, uh, trying them on and changing them backstage very quickly. I may add, Uh, is is another piece. So I don't know if that answers your question. It really depends on uh, what you want to do, make money or how you want to pitch it. But I think anyone would be open to it. I don't see why they wouldn't.
1: Yeah, that's great. And then also just something that came to mind for me personally is um, how long are your classes, Deb? Are they usually like an hour um are they technique based at all I know you said sometimes you will do a very simple ballet bar or does it it's just like a class that you there, have there
2: there is some technique uh, and you know my technique is um uh, not getting that great you know I mentioned the hands because I lost all of that but um as long as you can get your arms up that's what we're looking for that's her technique and if you're able to switch from one hand to the other, that's even great. But yes, we use the word uh, first position. We and uh, recently, one of our last classes, I said everyone get into fifth position, and they did. I took a picture of them. Like, oh my God, right foot front, fifth position. So uh, yeah, so we do uh, arabes, we do um, you know a lot of slides, uh, chasses. We do. I do use the words. They know what those mean now uh um they see they seem to do it and they do the best they do the best they can and if they're more of a jazz dancer or a hip-hop dancer i coordinate i i throw that in uh i throw that in as it
1: goes back to you making the class theirs
2: yes whatever they're good at if they're not good
1: at doing turns then they don't do the
2: turn someone else does the turn around them Uh, i mean we had three kids that do cartwheels i mean i i could never in my life do a cartwheel but they're just whipping her across the floor i'm like how'd you learn that oh, she always did those i'm like okay well that's in the routine or if they yeah so that's how we do it we use what they can do and if they can't they'll be partnered with a mentor or another dancer that's older that leads them where they yes, go. Right. And you don't want them running out on the stage. So you kind of put, hold them back and then you bring them, you know, in when they, sh- when they should, but after, you know, a couple of years, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. You know, they're, you know, they're telling me, Oh, you didn't do the, the, the. I'm like, okay. And one little girl, uh, she's not little anymore. Wow. They're getting big. She wanted to be like the Russian princess all of a sudden. So that's uh, her autism. She persevered on it until so, called to Miss Debbie. I want to be the prince. Okay. And then she's she I had another mother that's not even a mother go on stage and fight with her with a sword. So someone volunteered, I'll throw a parent in there and they'll do it. They'll just go in and they'll start uh fighting. Uh you know they were doing the sword fight, and she's already called me to book her part. And I'm like, if that makes you happy, and then that's what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, you're making their dreams come true. You're
2: making her dream come true. As a matter of fact, uh, Christian's father, I had my son there one day, and these are big, tall men, by the way. He, his, her father, got on the floor with my son. I just happened to bring him. Uh, very rarely I do that to class. They were, they were hanging out. And then they, they started like spooning on the floor. That was, we were doing something and
0: I was like, what a man, you know what I mean? Here's
1: Paul is a special man. I could oh see my that God.
0: Happening. I love That's him. Really I will also know he loves just laying on floors anywhere and everywhere. It doesn't matter where
2: well, he was with Joey and we love laying around with Joey. Yeah, Joey he was a very man. So and, and no one made a big deal about it because it's not a big deal, you know, you no, know it's, it's, it's adorable. Not. So that. our uh, 26-year-old uh, is going to dance with the 10-year-old because no one cares. Uh, other classes, they would, you know, put them in that category. And our, we call her Corella, who's like 35 years old. She, she can shake it, and that's what we have her do. She's out there, and she's, and she's doing what she does best. And, the, and the, she was Corella DeVille for one of our Disney shows. And the oh. crowd went wild. The beauty of her just letting it rip was, thank you, you know, like, thank you for doing that. It just, it broke the ice because watching some of this can be very heartfelt and you sometimes feel sorry for what you're seeing, but uh, you shouldn't because they're having the time of their life.
1: That's amazing.
2: And so it's good for a town to have inclusion too, you know, to keep you safe and uh, and to keep you doing the right right thing. So
1: oh, absolutely, and just so diversity is celebrated, you know. Like
2: well, yeah. That. Well, there's laws now, so now the schools I don't teach basketball uh, any longer because the schools have uh, uh, programs that uh, for federal funding they have to supply that for. Uh, children and you know young adults with special needs oh, great. So, so now that's a law so i don't have to go out and make believe i'm teaching basketball but I, I didn't even know the the terms of it because we didn't get that far if you can see a ball coming at you and you can stop it that's a big deal so we just started like that and then we started like that and did they ever actually play basketball um not really but they they did the skills that they were able to do just running Uh, Sometimes we have a gym next to our dance, uh, we'll call it dance studio. I just open the door and say, go. Uh, And the parents are so thankful and they just run if no matter what age they are. And if the parents feel like running, I'm like, just let it out because it's such a a hard environment from morning to night with your, um, with your child or adult, young adult to keep them busy and for them to get exercise and to have them be with their friends. And, and I did take classes before on, um, uh, you know, creeping and crawling and how the brain works. So any little bit that I can, um, that I can learn, I add that into the, into the class too. So
0: go ahead, start a class somewhere. Going off of that, Deb. So Like you were kind of saying, this program is very fortunate because there are so many volunteers and just people from the community that have really stepped up to help make everything possible from the mothers who do all the costumes and all of that. So I'm just curious your thoughts on like in an ideal world where resources or finances aren't really an issue, if there's anything in particular that you see as really fit to run the best possible, like adaptive dance program? Um,
1: well,
2: I mean, if you're gonna be working for like a town like I am, you want them to be able to understand. So most of the programs for a recreation department are basketball and baseball and tennis, and they're not really artsy. You know, you kind of almost have to train them about the arts. Uh, they're, they, they don't know. They don't know anything about ballet. They don't know anything about dance. Not all of them. But that's a well rounded community program. I mean, I even taught in the after school programs in Greenwich. That's how I, I started with typical uh, kids and um, even an after school program outside Greenwich and about Porchester, where they had a huge uh, population of children there. I mean, there had to be 200 kids that they just left me in an auditorium with. And uh, they had a couple of uh, special needs kids because they had to include them. They they maybe not even had AIDS with them. And just as long as you keep them interested, uh, we we did some uh, pretty amazing things in there. Uh, even the janitor was applauding (laughs) we just kept them going we put in a show it was a pretty intense after school program that was needed in the community it was probably free so the parents could work it was that type of uh, place I mean I mean uh, those types of communities they need something like this that, that you're saving you're saving a kid if you can volunteer for a community like that I mean, I would love to go into a, a really needy uh, community and just say, let's do it. And the, what do you need? Nothing. Give me some, give me a, a boom box or whatever to play the music and get the kids in here. And I'm going to show you. And I didn't use all ballet. And so the difference was in, in that class, they wanted, uh, this was a while ago, Britney Spears but in Greenwich, in their schools, they wanted Raffi. Is that his name? Do you, can you play some, is that his name, Raffi? I can't remember. You're probably too too young. It's more, I like, don't
1: know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Raffy. It's more like classical, you know, like. I loved it when I was younger. Yeah. Raffi, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm like, you want who? Because they want raunchy Britney Spears over across the border. And you want to hear this. So I'm like, all right, let's go with it and um, just, just danced. And all they did was follow me and just watch what they're doing, get them in a beat and just keep, and we're talking a lot of kids. Even in a nursing home, I did it. They wanted a uh, dance teacher in a nursing home. And they were people, it was a living facility, it wasn't even a nursing home, it was assisted living. And the director brought me in the dining room and said, all right, let me see you dance. That was my interview. I'm like, okay, here you go, <laughs> and she goes, okay, you're hired. I'm like, all right. So you, I have seniors, and you just see what they can do, and you, you just, I mean, we had conga lines. I used nerf guns. We had a blast, uh, but you just keep them. You just really keep people happy. That's that's your mission as a dance teacher, but as a dance performer, as you know, that's a totally different story, right. So if yeah. your ultimate goal is when you get older or you're done with your performing career, which isn't going to be for ages from now, uh, then yeah, I think anything goes, anything goes.
1: Yeah. And, and Deb, you kind of touched upon this just now, um, but how would you say our listeners or anyone who may not have prior experience in an adaptive dance program could support these types of programs going forward? How could like, a random person get involved uh
2: know? well, uh, let's see how can they well, I like to dance, so if they like to dance, if they're dancers, how can they get involved? I would say go to their uh community center and uh you know keep the parents in the room, do the basics, and just use your instincts. Because you're gonna use your your basic skills. Uh, you know, you have to think about the sensory system and seizures, you know, they're so complicated that, that you have to really be, you know, I mean, I've seen kids have mild seizures while I was teaching dance and I was swift enough, thank God my son doesn't have them, to pull them out and whatever, and to, you know, say, Does your daughter have seizures? Well, I think she's having one right now. I mean, they're okay. Uh, Or if there's any injuries, I can't recall if anyone's ever had an injury in my class, but that's what you would do. I think you would just start small or go in and volunteer at a school first if you don't know anything about it. Or it doesn't have to be special needs. It could be the nurses again. They can walk, they can talk, they need they need therapy right now. And you offer, you know, if they have time off and you offer, you know, maybe you don't call it, uh, maybe you don't call it ballet. I would love to call, have like one of these woman warrior classes because we are women, especially, and maybe men are just kind of, especially right now. We're like, we're so, because we're empaths or we're caring mothers or we're, starting our careers or you're dating someone you have all of this you have all of this in common and you need to bond with other women and dancing is very raw so you're gonna you're gonna bond with someone I mean when I go on vacation I dance with anyone I don't care what color age sex I just jump in and well uh, my girlfriend will go what the heck are you doing I'm just having fun and usually you can bond you know, bond with that person. I would say just start with any population. It doesn't have to be a special uh, special needs population or anyone with a a disability. Uh, it could be just any any population. Uh, you know, like I said, the firemen dancing ballet for firemen. they would be so goofy and they would probably love it. They probably would love it, and there, and I mean, I have worked with a movement specialists before, where we listen to music, you know, really heavy, blah, 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 chanting music, and whenever I would put that put that on, the kids would just hit the floor. So, it's just a little bit of research and find out who you want to work with. Maybe you want to work with, I don't know, the Stop and Shop employees or whoever. I, it could be anyone. Uh, you'll It'll just benefit someone else down, down the line, and you'll be helping them. I know that it would help me. So start something. Uh, everyone named Debbie program, and uh, that way I can dance. So if your name's Debbie, you can join the program. You get all these Debbies, and we all dance. See? Very when I take a dance class on vacation, which I haven't in a long time, I'm embarrassing. I can't do it, like hip hop or jazz or whatever. I wound up just making stuff up in the back of the room, <laughs> but it feels good, so no one really cares uh but if you're classically trained you you do need that because you need the you need to teach direction or whatever. Just do it. Just make anything up.
1: Everyone moves. Just do it. I love it. I think the oh, two God. things to take away from this, Debbie, is just do it and let it rip, right? You just got to go. Do it and it. let it
2: rip and don't care. And people will be saying. And what you want them to do is lose their
0: inhibitions. Thank you. For everyone, it's just kind of like you have to almost like let go of your ego for a moment, yes, exactly. Give it the moment and not care, yes, like about judgment or what it looks like, yes. Yeah. And you
2: know, when you go out dancing, well, I don't know what it is like these days, uh, <laughs> uh you know you know the the or with live music or whatever I don't know I don't know you, you, I'm always envious of that first woman that's out there just letting it rip I'm like oh I want to be her so bad and I can't ever do it <laughs> I'm too proper
1: um, you know, you know what? What?
0: I actually in New York City really recently Hannah and I we we've both been to New York City a few times this summer and um I was in Washington square park with some people and we just saw this one woman over on the side. She was just jamming out, having the best time by herself. Occasionally someone would join and just start dancing there. She was probably dancing for a solid hour, just by herself in the park. And honestly, I can't say I would get up and do something like that, but I had so much respect for her and she looked like she was just living her best life. In reality, she's
2: doing better than us. You know, she's, She's releasing it. And that's really what it's all about. And that's really what it's about for these, for the kids too, uh, for the dancers, just to feel special and for their families. You know how guilty I am because I can't do anything with my son. I mean, there's nothing that I can really, where I can really bring him. I can't. It's like a refuge for them uh, where they can go and they can Know that their kids, some some of our dance classes, you asked before, are two hours. And I still don't have enough time, especially when we're piecing the different dances together and everyone has to be there. It's crowded in that little room and it's two hours, two hours or more. And we do it and they love it because for the next week, they're not going to be doing much they're not going to be doing anything. And there's a lot of people like that. So I challenge you next time you see that woman out there, or even in a nightclub, though, take your girlfriend out there. And the two of you, whatever, single ladies, whatever you're listening to, Joey loves that song, by the way, doing them. Uh,
0: Just go out. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Deb. You were such a pleasure to Aww, have you, today you on our podcast you had so many wonderful things to to say and to
1: bring to light and it's so.
0: inspiring what you do I know you I feel like you don't think it
1: is but it really you don't is give yourself enough credit for what you do it's <laughs> fantastic
0: I just want to do I really do, I need to dance right now actually I just I'm not you even, can get off and and shake it out after this we've been sitting for a while <laughs> I think it's a wrap i think we've done it this is great we, we really hit a home, home
1: run and let's yeah. do it thanks for tuning in to abundance we appreciate your support we hope to have pk'd your interest feel free to contact us at abundance podcast 5678 at gmail.com and give us feedback on what you'd like to hear that is abundance without parentheses go dance yourself silly bye for now
0: a special thank you to Richard DiFiore for our lovely podcast tune, and Matt Mellish for our cover art.